Hi there. Welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm Alana here with Jamie. How's it going, Jamie? It's going really well. How are you doing? Good. We haven't talked to you and I in a couple weeks, which is so sad and unusual for us. I know. I was just saying that I had to scroll way too far back in my texting and phone thread to find your name. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is usual for us at Christmas time, but it's it almost is. always because you're out of town. But even when you're not out of town, I guess we're just becoming Christmas hermits. <laughs> I know. Well, we tried a few times and it just kind of, it was like, yeah. just not hitting it right. But yeah, right. it's it well, hi, good. it's good to see you. It's good to see you. Should we, uh, should we tell our listeners about the withdrawals we get? Have yes. you been having, have you been having podcast streams? I haven't had any podcast streams, but it is true that there are times <laughs> when I'm going through Alana withdrawal that I have that, you know, the last time I think we were out of town, I had this dream that we were, you know, doing podcast. Oh, I think it was a guilt dream. I think it was that I hadn't oh, no. called you or, you know, Aww. I don't remember the details, but uh-huh. yeah. But one, be- one bonus to being podcast partners is I can just listen to an episode of the podcast. That's what I do now. Too. And I sort of feel like we're talking. It's really funny. I know. Well, and now that we have such a large backlist, I'll like every so often, I'll just scroll through and I'm like, oh, I remember when we talked about that one and I'll just go back and re-listen to it. It's kind of goofy. It is. It is. Maybe we're not normal, but I don't know. I think, I think it's, I think it's fun. Well, we want to welcome you all who are listening to a special New Year's episode. So we hope that it was a great Christmas for you. And uh, what are we going to do first? Are we going to do our opening word of prayer, I guess, since yeah. we are the Praying Christian Women podcast? The Praying Christian Women. This is the first Praying Christian Women prayer of 2021. Okay, but we don't want to jinx anything. We want to just, you know, we don't want to make a real big deal about it. No, we're just going to sort of sneak in, sneak into 2021. Sneak into the new year very sneakily. Don't touch anything. Don't sneeze. (laughs) That's right. I think one of the best things that's come out of 2020, though, is all the memes. Oh, they're... at no better time has like the collective culture been represented so well by memes. I'm like, I'm sure it's going to be what historians study a hundred years from now, you know, they're going to find toilet paper earrings. Yeah. Your great grandchild will write like a PhD history dissertation on the, the, the impact of memes on American culture in like the 20 teens. And they're going to sound really smart. And we're going to be like, well, it, we, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Alrighty. Well, let's pray. All right. God, we just thank you for this time together. We thank you that we are entering into a, a new calendar year, but we know that every day, every year is yours, that you're on the throne. And, and we just thank you so much for the hope that we have each day, that your mercies are new every single morning. And God, we just, we don't go into this new year hoping for things to suddenly change or for a, a switch to flip. We just, we just pray that you'd be glorified as we pray every day. We pray that you would help us in this episode just to talk a little bit about some of the lessons that we've learned and that you would, um, you'd be glorified in this time, God, that we would just magnify you and just remember all that you've done for us this last year and, and look forward to what you will do in 2021. Amen. Amen. Our verse of the day is one of my all-time favorite verses. I discovered this verse 
you know how when sometimes you'll be going through the Bible and you feel like God is just talking specifically and directly to you. And I was in college and I had been engaged for many months. I don't remember exactly how long, but a long time before we, we got disengaged, <laughs> unengaged, like a you month before we uncoupled we contents, <laughs> con- yeah that what you said <laughs> whatever that word is <laughs> yeah and it was just a couple of months before the wedding so mm-hmm. you know uninvitations had to be sent it, oh, it was that's it was gotta a, be weird it was a big deal presents had to be given back oh, it was oh, very awkward. awkward my my bedroom at home was full of these wrapped and unwrapped gifts and oh. it was crazy so i was devastated i was crushed and i was just reading and i just it was one of those times when I just said, I just flipped my Bible open and said, God, please speak to me. My heart was broken. Mm -hmm. And I saw this and I just broke down in tears of Mm. gratitude because this is a promise I stood on. And I think it's appropriate for 2020 going into 2021 also, um, in some ways we'll talk about that later, but Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, uh, from the NIV says, forget the former things do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And it's just so full of hope. It's full Mm of no matter what came before, there are new things that are springing up there. There's always new stuff. And it's kind of that idea that if there's movement, if there's change, God's in it. God, God is moving. And it might not Mm -hmm. immediately Mm -hmm. look like God is moving. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I really love the I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland and just that picture of kind of hope and restoration. It reminds me of Joel and what God says, I will restore the years the locusts have eaten and just that picture of, of restoration. But the one thing I have seen Christians do with this verse that I don't love is verse 18 where it says forget the former things and do not dwell on the past right I was they gonna make get it there out. too oh I good agree. yeah I okay. totally agree. I will get off the soapbox and I'll let no, you no, no, jump no. on I want you to do it I want you to say it because <laughs> it needs to be said yeah some people take that to mean like there's you know let's say that you were abused or wounded or hurt in the past some Christians will use this verse to say well just stop thinking about it right forget mm-hmm. the former things and don't dwell on the past but that's yeah, that's not what we're talking about. Now we don't no. need to say stuff, but I think we absolutely need to acknowledge pain and hurt and things so that we can move on. And some people use this as an excuse to never deal with anything. Or what's even worse is is a reason to make somebody else feel bad for still being hurt by something. Or still grieving or being oh, affected. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, and in this case, I think this whole episode, we're going to be talking about some lessons that we've taken from 2020 and how we plan to apply them in 2021. And, you know, there, there's so much to be gained. I know that a lot of people Mm -hmm. have said, okay, we're about to just, let's just write off 2020. Well, God Mm -hmm. was in 2020 too. And he was in all of it. it. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. let's look for God in 2020. Let's look for the things that he has done. And they're not all going to be silver linings. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some hard stuff. And that doesn't mean we have to just like, you know, uh, put it in the file cabinet and lock the, lock the door and throw away the key. I think Mm -hmm. there are things that we can ruminate on. There are things we can look back to. I know for me, there's some hard stuff that came out of 2020 out of me that I didn't know was there Mm -hmm. and I'm learning and I'm processing and I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. praying for God's help in those areas. So I think there's a lot, a lot to be learned, not by wallowing, Mm -hmm. but maybe by ruminating. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> allowing, yeah. Allowing yourself to recognize what has passed and to spend some time being reflective. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I really like about this season between Christmas and New Year. I, I think of it as a time for just deep reflection, you know, not just on what are my plans for next year, but you know, what was good last year? What was hard last year? What would I, you know, have done differently if I had known better? Those sorts of things I think are really useful. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is there are people right now that are still in tremendous pain from 2020, whether it's financial Mm -hmm. ruin or Mm -hmm. they lost a loved one or someone died of something completely unrelated to COVID and Mm -hmm. they've still not been able to hold a proper funeral or have family. You know, there's so many Mm -hmm. things that people are still dealing with. It's not like because the calendar flips that all of a sudden all the problems go away. (laughs) So we need to remember to maintain prayer for those people as well. Absolutely. I love that. So what are we, what are we chatting about? Well, I thought our just for fun is for about new year's resolutions. Do you love them or hate them? I think I know Ooh. the answer for you, but. Hey, what do you think my answer is? I would say that you love them because you're such a goal setter. <laughs> Although yeah. you don't like okay. to be, you don't like to be conformed to what everyone else is doing though. So I could see you being like, I'm not setting a new year's resolution. I set my own goals when I want to. Right. There's a tiny bit of that. That is for sure. I don't, I don't make as big a deal of it as some people do because like, I feel like we need more than one day a year to feel like we get a fresh start, but I do in general, I do love this season of looking ahead toward the new year. I do. I don't know. Resolutions to me doesn't quite fit. Goals is better. I set New Year's goals and Mm -hmm. I can't really explain what I would say the difference is. Maybe a resolution is a little bit more rigid. Like I am never going to eat anything after 7 p.m. at night. And like that's that's restricting, confining and setting yourself up to fail. (laughs) And so for me, I do. I'm a little more vague. I'm more like I'm going to eat healthier. You know, um, that's a slight difference in the way I look at it. But yeah, I, I do love the time of, of setting goals and stuff. What about you? I typically don't like them. And, you mm-hmm. know, I just wonder if our Clifton strengths can, uh-huh. I know that you're a, what is it? Ideation. What is futuristic it? Futuristic. Is That's the one. one. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I don't know what mine would be, but there's something in me that just thinks I I want to do things a certain way and I want Mm -hmm. to, you know, yeah, I like the fresh start, but when I go and set a goal, I tend to set really unrealistic goals for myself. My husband calls me out on this all the time. I'm like, I'm, I'm an all or nothing person. So I'm like, Uh my house is going to be perfect. I'm going to have perfect meals for everyone. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to go to sleep on time and wake up early. Uh I'm going to get this done and that done. (laughs) And then if I fail with one thing, I feel like I am by definition a failure and I know that's not truth, but that's Mm kind of how I approach things. No, I get it. I think a lot of people have that same outlook. So I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge fan of the like, quote unquote, I resolve in 2021, Yeah, yeah. but I do like setting goals and I do like the feeling of a fresh start. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I let my healthy eating go a lot over Christmas on purpose and that's okay. Yeah. I really, but I look at it as like, let's turn the page. School is starting a new semester. I feel good about Mm -hmm. that because the kids are now Mm -hmm. sort of mostly caught up on what they need to be doing. And, um, you know, I've got a lot of stuff going on, but, um, you know, I, so I like the idea of a new start, but not 
mm-hmm. kind of like the word resolution because that it can be a lot kind of, of pressure. Yeah. yeah, pressure. I almost like the idea of intentions. Like, I want to become more organized this year, as opposed to I am never going to go to bed with one thing out of place in my home. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But, you know, what's funny is the, you know, like the goal gurus say that you've got to be very, very specific. And I, I don't know. know that I agree with that. I, I actually like being able to be a little bit vague. I want to be more active this year. To me, feels easier to maintain than I'm going to exercise 40 minutes, three days a week, you know? Yeah. Well, and I know you and I know that you meet lots of goals. So you're not mm-hmm. the kind of person that doesn't meet goals. So right. I think it legitimizes the fact that that can work for people. Yeah. And I'm so sure there's not, certain personalities. Yeah. 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 I'm sure there's certain personalities it wouldn't work well for. Yeah. Um, in a way, I think because I'm such a type A personality, I think I do it as a means to protect myself from going oh, over going extreme, overboard. you know, because I don't want to make a resolution and feel like I've set in stone. I'm never going to go to bed with one thing out of place Mm -hmm. and to be two weeks in and to know that there's one thing out of place and feel like a total failure. Like I I think some of it's probably a protective mechanism for me because I know I could go so overboard and get really stressed out by that. So So. it's your type A managing and protecting your type A. (laughs) It really is. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That I'm Canadian. I'm so meta A. With apologies to all our friends in Canada. I'm sure that you're sick of A jokes. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Sorry, guys. One thing that is different about this year, I've never, I don't think I've picked a word of the year before, you know, the Mm -hmm. the fad Mm -hmm. of picking a word of the year. I don't know if I've ever picked a word of the year, but this year I found myself picking a word of the year, not picking it. It kind of picked me. I was just thinking and praying and just the word breakthrough came to mind because mm. I got, I've just gotten to the point over the last, I don't know, several months where I've just felt like there are just certain things that I am a broken record and I'm so tired mm. of that. Like to the point where mm. my threshold is pretty high and then I just get right. there and I'm done. And so there are certain yeah. things and it's pretty cool because I've already seen breakthrough in a couple of those areas. So that's awesome. It is, but that's, I did choose a word this year. And so that's something that I've never done before. So I'm interested to see how that pans out. Yeah. So that's the breakthrough is your 2021 word. I or think that was so. your 2020. No, no, that's my, okay. yeah, 2021. But hey, I've gotten a head start. I've already seen breakthrough in 2020. <laughs> well, none of those breakthroughs counts. They don't, <laughs> they don't get to go on record until. <laughs> I just go into 2020 that much better. <laughs> 2021. That much more better. Yeah. <laughs> that much more better. Alrighty. Um, yeah, I sometimes do words of the year. I prefer to kind of break it down. So I'll, I'll do like this month or this quarter. Yeah, it feels, you know, cause like, who knows what a whole year is going to bring. That's true. So yeah. I did not have a word for 2020. I actually like this past calendar year, I spent a lot less time in reflection mode than normal and just more time in survival mode, mm-hmm. which I don't love, but I, I guess it was just where I was at. Um, so I feel like I'm kind of, it sounds like you're starting the year ahead. <laughs> like you've got your goals and you've already like, or your word and you've already sort of seen some of it. I feel behind, like, I feel like I'm mentally where I'm usually at by like early November where I'm like, oh, okay. It's time to start thinking about the new year. And now I'm like, oh, okay, well we're recording this and I've got a day and a half left. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I understand. And really, the way that I'm talking about it, it makes me sound so much more together than I really am. I mean, I'm a hot <laughs> right. mess behind the scenes. But you but, had your breakthrough. So, but I had so my breakthrough. Right. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like 2020, probably <laughs> looking back, my word was survival. Um, yes. And it wasn't bad in, in that, like, our, our family did not go through tragedy. We went through a couple hard things. Um, we had a, a cross-state move. We all got COVID and recovered. We had to rehome our dog. I'd say those were the three biggest stressors of the year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's nothing compared to like actual tragedy with capital T, but still it definitely felt like, yeah, this was just our year kind of kind of surviving, Yeah, but we did, you know, and I'm, I'm proud and thankful about that. Yeah. Well, going into just kind of the nuts and bolts of our discussion, what are, I mean, you've already, I'd say that some of those include lessons Uh for 2021. So what, what are some lessons that 2020 Mm. has taught you or just one, we can go back and forth if you need some time to think about it. I think definitely the idea of what do you call it? Like self-compassion. If I, if this had been any other year, and I had spent my time this year, like I had any other year, I would have been pretty disappointed in myself mm-hmm. and that, you know, I haven't done much writing. Um, a lot of, a lot of my days are spent kind of just maintaining. It's been like a treading water year, you know, mm-hmm. and most years, cause like you've already said, like I, I tend to set pretty high standards for myself. I would be pretty disappointed, but actually I feel, I do feel proud and thankful that we did survive, (laughs) you know, and I'm not necessarily talking about the fact that like nobody in the family died, you know, I'm not really talking about it in those measures. Like we got through, nothing horrible happened. We um, were not entering the year with like incurable scars. (laughs) So I feel, I feel good about that side of things. And so, yeah, I would say that's a big lesson for me is just to remember like your, your output and your performance is absolutely going to be tainted by your circumstances. And this year, especially with just all the stress going on, on a global level, people like you and me who really do have a lot of empathy are going to pick up on that stress deeply like you know you can't not you can't be an empathetic person and not have been scathed by 2020 in some ways you know what I mean and so yes I think a big lesson I've learned is just to be okay with the fact that things things happened it was a hard year I didn't perform like I normally do and I still can be proud that God allowed me to do the best that I could with what I had Yeah. And I mean, I think that's a huge lesson, um, especially for a high achiever to Mm -hmm. be able to Mm -hmm. say, I'm valuable and I'm okay. And it's without hitting this and this and this. And the work that I'm doing is valuable, even if it's not to a different standard that I would have held myself to. Exactly. You know, and I feel like one of the lessons I learned was along those lines with, um, just part of it was church doing mm-hmm. ministry in church right. for a very long time. Um, I have, and I don't know if I've shared, I don't want to be redundant if I've shared it on the podcast about when I first moved here to Alaska, um, we had been very involved in our church. Mm-hmm. I was in charge of children's ministry. Um, 
And I got here and all of a sudden I went from working two part-time jobs to pretty much having, and, and basically being really, really busy socially mm-hmm. and with our church mm-hmm. and with our friends and mm-hmm. everything and coming here and it just all screeched to a halt. Right. And it was, we're coming into winter. It was like late Aww, October. That's hard. So it was just kind of different. And so for the mm-hmm. first two months, I remember, I think I was in a little bit of a depression mm-hmm. and just kind of not knowing, I, I felt like I desperately needed to serve because mm-hmm. I had been so active and I, my identity was, it hinged on the work that I was doing, right. not just the work that I was doing with church. Part of that though was, okay, I'm only valuable to God because of, and be, and I didn't know this consciously, but I think I was thinking I'm only valuable to God because I'm working in the right. church so hard. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to get into that mindset or even just busyness in general as an idol. And I just remember one day, one day I had dropped my oldest off to school and my little one was in the backseat. And I just thought I'm going to buy like a McDonald's. I remember you did share the story. Did Uh I do it on the podcast? I'm pretty sure you did. Okay. Yeah. Give us a super fast recap real quick. I bought like a, an egg McMuffin and, and an orange juice or something. And I thought somebody's got to need this. Somebody's got to be hungry. I see homeless people in downtown Anchorage all mm-hmm, the time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drive to downtown Anchorage and give somebody food. <laughs> I could not find a soul. Right. And I was so mad at God. I got home and I had that egg McMuffin and I was like, I don't even want this egg McMuffin. <laughs> Why would you do this? God? And uh-huh. I just was so mad. And it wasn't even until I was, I wrote it down recently. Um, that I realized that, cause I still didn't understand why wouldn't God, I had this food. Someone's got to be hungry in Anchorage. Why couldn't God show me someone that was hungry that needed the sandwich? Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it occurred to me, God was reminding me that he doesn't need my sandwich. He doesn't need right. me <laughs> to do this because God is the one who supplies all needs. So yeah, I love that. That was God's mic drop moment. Right, right. Yeah. And especially for someone like you who does kind of get your, even if you know that it's not the ideal way to do it, but if if you feel like you are important at church because you're serving in church and now all of a sudden 85% of church is virtual and it's not like they need, you know, Sunday school teachers or things, it it's really, really hard to make that shift. Yeah. Well, and in our case, our church is back and I am not back. And that's what I'm struggling with is our family's yeah. choice not to be back yet. Mm-hmm. I, I feel extremely guilty. I feel convinced that mm-hmm. at this moment in time, not, who knows for how much longer, but for this right. moment in time, I feel like God has called us to be virtual only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I know that they could use my help. And so that's kind of where I'm stuck with uh, feeling guilty and mm-hmm wrestling with that like well I'm not right worth anything why would they want me to even be part of their like be friends with me you know that kind of thing uh, and, yeah. it, and it's yeah. totally irrational but that's yeah. that's what I'm learning is you know what I have to accept where God has me and be mm-hmm. okay with that period so yeah and to remember God doesn't need you and that's he a really, really humbling lesson to learn it is it's so humbling yeah yeah I hear you there for sure. Have you been wanting to pray more for healthcare workers during the pandemic, but just haven't known where to start? Well, we've got you covered. Alana and I created How to Pray for Healthcare Workers During the Pandemic. 
a free downloadable PDF designed to help you quickly and regularly pray for the healthcare workers on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic. Whether you take a little bit of time each day to pray through the entire list or set a reminder and take just 30 seconds or so to pray one of these prayers each day, we hope you'll be blessed with just one more tool in your prayer toolkit to help change the world one prayer at a time. Head over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash healthcare to get your free PDF today. Do you have any that pop out? I've got another one, but if you have, do you have something that pops out as another lesson learned? I had a couple lessons, just a little bit more from like the creativity standpoint, um, like how my stress handles creativity and things like that. So that kind of just pertains more towards the the fiction side of me, but I, I had a similar like mini identity crisis, I guess, like if I'm not actively writing five books, am I, you know, am I still a novelist? Right. <laughs> and, yeah. Yes. Just remember that. Yeah. Your identity is totally separate from what you do and what you create and what you produce. And it is humbling. I mean, we know this, we know we're important to God apart from how we serve. We know that we're like worthy and loved individuals, whether or not we're working 10 hours a day, but Still, when you're faced with those changes to what you're used to, it is a little tricky to navigate. Yeah, it definitely is. And um, just the idea of rest and how the world keeps going on Mm -hmm. without us, you know, when you remove yourself from the world, the world does keep plugging along. And we do have to balance that too with, we've talked about this, it can't go on forever. You know, at some point we need to figure out how to engage back and not Mm -hmm. allow laziness or complacency or, Mm -hmm. Hey, it's pretty easy not doing anything to make us reluctant to jump back in and do what we can do when Mm -hmm. we can do it. But it reminds me of our conversation on prayer as an excuse for inactivity. Yes. You know, and Mm -hmm. yeah, there were seasons where we're called to step back and rest. It sounds like that's where you're at with church. I know that's where I've been at with my writing this year, but you're right. There's, there's going to come a time when we're going to get that prompting and that nudge and we're going to realize, okay, it's time to get back, back in the saddle. And, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully we'll be stronger and more resilient and more rested for having had this time away than we would be otherwise. Yeah. Well, another lesson that I have learned, a painful lesson is that I'm not nearly as nice as I used to think I was. Really? Oh, no. It's just, (laughs) you know, I, um, I don't even know how to, how to put it, but I, I used to really think, Hey, I'm a very, you know, I I do love peace. I love Mm -hmm. harmony between people Mm -hmm. among people. I like to see both sides of things and Mm -hmm. I tend to see a lot of different sides of issues, but there have been some issues over the last year that have caused me to just get so Mm -hmm. knotted up inside. And, um, and it just makes me realize that I, that I am, it's, it's like, you know, God peeling the layers of, of sin away. He's Mm -hmm. exposing some of the ugliness of my heart that I do have. And it's been really good though. I mean, it's been really good because it has been, it has made me, what, what seems to happen, I think, when God reveals sin to us is it seems to us like we're becoming worse people. It does. I know exactly what you mean. Exposing the mm-hmm. stuff that was already there, but we had nicely covered yeah. it up. We had put a mask <clears throat> exactly. on top of it. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah. So that's, what's been happening. And, and it really discouraged me for a while and still does at times, if I'm being honest, um, when those mm-hmm. feelings come up or when I feel like I've dealt with it and then it comes back up again right. in different that's, areas. That is frustrating sometimes, but I do feel like there's been healing a way that's happened, yeah. you know, of, of the layers yeah. where God has really helped me so that I recognize those attitudes rather mm-hmm. than pretending like they're not there. And so I think that's been really healing for me and is something that I'm going to take into 2021 and just really look to be honest with myself more about my attitudes Mm -hmm. and my feelings rather than just wearing the mask and saying the right thing. Exactly. I feel like for so many people, it sounds like you and I know for me included, this year has definitely been a year of just learning more about yourself and yeah. like not necessarily being happy with what you see, but but seeing that um, it reminds me of when I was newlywed. And I just assumed that I was the nicest person in the world who could get along with anybody because I had always gotten along with everybody. And all of a sudden I'm married and we're trying to figure out like being newlyweds and having hormonal issues because I went through two pregnancies and one miscarriage, our first year marriage, and we were in ministry together. And my first thought was, oh, Scott makes me a horrible person. (laughs) But what I had to eventually like realize was, you know, like, all of these things, the potential to be mean and cranky and crabby and difficult to get along with, those have always been in you. And you just haven't had anybody who's been close enough to you that that's been brought out before. And I think this year and the stress of this year, it's mm-hmm. brought out more of these things. You know, people yeah. are home, they're in each other's space. People who are used to having the, you know, the house themselves now have a spouse working from home and kids doing school from home. And it definitely... What's that story? It's not really story. It's like the the word image of like the jar and what's in the jar is what's in you. And it's not until that jar gets spilled that you find out what's in you. I've never heard that. Okay. So like, let's say I've got a, a jar of apple juice, like inside of me and I never spill apple juice. And so I assume that I'm like the nicest, holiest saints that exists, but really it's just because nobody's bumped into me. And when someone bumps into me and out spills my apple juice or whatever it is, like that's when you realize what's, what you're made of, right? Like it's very easy, not necessarily very easy. It's way easier to be kind and loving and gracious when you're in perfect health, you have very little stress, your relationships are going smoothly. All your needs and wants are being met. It's super easy to be easygoing and kind and loving. It's a lot harder in a year like this where there's financial concerns, there's stress, there's schedule changes, like drastic schedule changes. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got an audience made up of women. And I know a lot of our listening audience is probably in a similar situation where you're used to being home while your spouse goes to work and either he's been laid off or he's working from home now. And even like having someone that you love and the closest person in the world to you in your space, 24 hours a day can be very, very jarring. And yeah, it definitely brings out, I don't want to say the worst in us because it makes it sound like that wasn't there. It just, it exposes what was already in us that just never had the opportunity to present itself until now. It's, it's where our true colors kind of show. Yeah. Well, it's like the refiner's fire. It's like the heat gets turned up and that Mm -hmm. mixture of silver with all of the different impurities looked just fine. 
but yeah. you turn up the heat and the dross starts to rise to the top and, and it's hard, it's hard and painful, but it's necessary mm-hmm. and good. And I think if we can just like flip that script from this is awful and boy, what a horrible person I am to where is God in this and what's he teaching mm-hmm. me? And what that's, is he I teaching think, me? I think that's where I am right now is just thankful mm-hmm. that, okay, God's teaching me. What am I going to do with it? Am I just going to keep on keeping on being the same right. person? Same with my interactions mm-hmm. with my kids mm-hmm. or my, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, am I just going to do the same old, same old, or am I going to take yeah. that? And I'm going to really go to God with it and say, okay, exactly. now what? Show me how mm-hmm. to do this better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. It reminds me, I think it must have come up in one of our COVID conversations, but I think it'd be really fun to revisit. The question was like, picture that you're 30 or 50 years older than you are today. And yeah. you're being interviewed like grandma, what was it like living through the pandemic? And what what'd you do? And like, what would you want to answer to that? And then like make that happen. So you know, like I wanted to be able to answer, well, we had a lot of extra family time. We played a lot of games together. We just, we hung out and spent more time together than normal. And that's what we've been doing, you know? So I wonder like, what's your answer and how has that maybe changed? Uh, I think I would want to say that that I learned that the, you know, when you step off of the treadmill that you were on, that the world doesn't fall apart, that the world just keeps on going and it's okay. You know, that, that there, are, I think there are things that we surround ourselves with. There are, I think, false responsibilities that we put on ourselves that make us feel like, um, and think that we have to do them. And, and then when we remove ourselves from those things, it's like, oh wait, I didn't have to do that. Did I, that was a choice. Um, I had an experience during COVID where I found an old calendar from when we lived in Arizona, when I had just one little baby, you know, like toddler age child. And I was looking through the calendar and I remember that season of life feeling like I was so busy and I was just like, oh my goodness, I'm so busy. And I looked on it and it was like mom's club meeting, uh, coffee with so-and-so. Um, church this, you know, potluck. And it was all things that were great things, but they were all uh, choices. And and they really were not all that, uh, you know, they they, they weren't things that I needed to do. And so I think on a different level now, I have more responsibility responsibilities, but there's still those things where they're false responsibilities that I've put on myself. And I think just the need to slow down and take advantage of what is in front of me and which is right at the moment, my, my family being home and how can I take advantage of that and focus on the time that I have with my kids and my husband. Um, I don't know. That was kind of a roundabout way. That's one thing that I'd like to look back on. And I think the second thing is just, I want to look back on seeing where God is. And sometimes it's a silver lining in COVID, sometimes it's um, looking at the bad things and just acknowledging that God is in it. So I think that's that's kind of where I'm at. Well, we're kind of running out of time. So I think I'm just going to close us out 
with some prayer. Um, I think there are just a few different things for 2021 that we wanted to pray for you. And um, yeah, let's just, let's just close in prayer today. Father, we just come before you today, thankful that you have given us wisdom in some of these things that 2020 has thrown at us. You've taught us lessons in even some of the worst things that have happened. Um, at the same time, we, we want to take those things out of 2020, um, but we also want to acknowledge that there are some real um, tragedies that took place in 2020. Um, there were some just devastating things that happened to some people in 2020 that aren't over. So as we look to 2021, God, we just want to acknowledge that in the good, in the bad, in all of it, you are on your throne. We proclaim that and, and we just uh, declare that as truth, no matter what we're going through right now, the good or the bad. And we look forward to 2021 as another year where you are on the throne, whatever it has, whatever it holds, we just, we, we lay it at your feet. We just pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done in 2021 on earth as it is in heaven. And we know that thy grace is sufficient for us. And we, we accept that and we embrace it. God, we pray for health and healing for the world in 2021. As a vaccine for COVID becomes available, as uh, we kind of uh, experience some of the physical and mental and emotional fallout of 2020, um, we just pray your health and your healing for bodies, for minds, for spirits. We just pray that your healing power would be manifest on this planet, that in Jesus' name that you would just send out... Um, healing in all of those areas for each person in 2021. God, we lift up the church with a capital C. We pray not just for our individual community churches, but for the church universal, for every single human on the planet that declares that Jesus is Lord. We pray for unity. We pray for corporate repentance. We pray for that to lead to revival. We pray for increased reach of the church. We pray for salvations like we've never seen before. That 2021 would be just a, a year that tops all other years for people coming to know Jesus. And that tops all other years for the church working together to get the gospel out, to love people, not just to love people as projects so that we can uh, check another salvation on our list, but that it would be love that pours out with nothing expected in return, that the hands and the feet of Jesus would truly go out to the world and bring light and love, and that that would bring glory to you, God. Father, we pray for leaders, political leaders, church leaders, every other kind of leader where it just seems like decisions that are being made right now, um, that the people making those decisions are just in impossible positions with opposition on all sides. God, we lift up our leaders to you and we pray that your hand would be on the leaders of this world 
the leaders in the church, and that you would be magnified and glorified. God, I pray for the woman listening right now. Father, I pray that she would walk in her calling. I pray that you would silence the negative self-talk. Silence the voice of the enemy. Magnify your voice, the voice of the shepherd, affirming who she is in you. She is loved. She is forgiven. She is holy and set apart. She is pure. She is a work in progress. She is being sanctified day by day. She is beloved. She is beautiful. She was created unique. And that uniqueness is a gift, not a curse. Open her eyes to who you have made her to be. I pray against the lies that would tell her that she needs to fit into a mold or be boxed up. Give her wings to fly. Lord, show her that the sky is the limit. I pray that she would walk in freedom from sin, that any sin in her would be brought to light and immediately that she would turn in the opposite direction, that she would repent, that the chains would be broken, and that she would walk in freedom and abundant life that you designed her to walk in. I pray that she would see others as you see them, that she would be rooted in love, and from that place of love, all other things would flow, that she would see herself as you see her. that she would love herself so that she could then love others. I pray, God, that she would find her sweet spot of serving you with her unique gifts, that you would launch her forward in her family, in her friendships, in her home, in her work, in her ministry, in ways that she has never experienced before. That this would be her year of breakthrough in every area of life. In Jesus' name, amen. As we go into 2021, we thank you for being with us. We love having you as listeners, as friends, and members of the Praying Christian Women community. Um, so we just want to leave you today with a blessing and a benediction to launch you into 2021. Thanks for being here with us. Our blessing is may the truth of God's word fill your heart today and set you free. May you rejoice in his word as one rejoices at great riches. May his word be sweeter than honey to you this day. May it dwell in you richly, accomplishing every purpose for which he sent it. May the light of God's truth banish all the dark thoughts and lies of the enemy meant to make you stumble. Amen to that. May your feet be planted firmly on the solid foundation of God's truth so that your foundation will never crumble. And our benediction is from Ephesians 6, 23 and 24. Peace be to the brothers and love with faith from God, the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. Amen. 
Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.